NHPA's Foundations of Leadership program, sponsored by Steele, offers several online classes to help new managers understand their leadership style and strengths to better communicate and guide teams. The first course, Intro to Leadership, starts in February, so save your spot today. We are also offering a couple special discounts. If you register for both Intro to Leadership and Leading Your Team, you can save $99. If you register for all three courses, which includes Intro to Leadership, Leading Your Team, and Financial Management, you can save $149. Head to yournhpa.org FOL to learn more. Welcome to another episode of Hardware Retailing's podcast, Tell Me More, hosted by myself, Renee Shagnon. Today, I'm bringing on one of my colleagues from NHPA who's been with the association for nearly 27 years. Scott Wright has served the industry through NHPA in a variety of ways, and we'll learn a little about his history today. Then we're going to discuss all of the great educational training and leadership opportunities retailers can take advantage of through NHPA's Academy for Retailer Development, as well as the Young Retailer of the Year Awards. Welcome to the show, Scott. Thank you, Renee. It's an honor to be part of it. I'm excited to have you here. I think you've been on um, Dan's Taking Care of Business. Have you been on Editorially Speaking yet? Uh, not yet. Podcast? No, I, I've okay. uh, been on Danzo, and we were talking about, I believe, the Young Retailer of the Year program, which I think we're going to talk a little bit about today, too. Yeah. Well, after me, then you'll have to go pitch yourself to Melanie and see if you can get on <laughs> the trifecta of NHPA's uh, podcasts. I will. I'll do just that. <laughs> <laughs> so before we kind of get started, I obviously know you, I know your history, um, but some of my listeners might not know who you are. Um, do you mind just telling us a little bit about the Scott Wright before he joined NHPA, formerly NRHA, and kind of what were you doing that led you to the industry you've now been in for t almost 27 years in March? Well, Renee, that goes way back in time, way back in the way back machine. Um, I actually started at uh, NRHA, now NHPA, uh, when I graduated from journalism school back in uh, 1994. So um, what really led me to the industry was I needed a job out of college, and I ended up answering a blind help wanted ad in the Indianapolis Star. And that brought me to, uh, to NHPA. I think it's, uh, it's kind of interesting in uh, how I got picked uh, of all the applicants. Um, at the time, I was kind of working my way through the last few years of, of college. Um, and I was uh, working on a remodeling crew. And before that, I was working on a, a framing crew, so in the construction industry and uh, um, realized that I, I wanted to use my education um, in journalism. And so um, when I uh, went in to apply for the job and, and for the interview, um, I, I found out that they, were, uh, they had a custom publishing operation that they were really trying to staff up for. And one of the, uh, the publications that they were looking for uh, someone to, to work on was uh, called Service Star Contractor Magazine. 
It was a magazine where uh, retailers sent uh, this publication out to their contractor customers to teach them how to run their businesses better. So, um, you know, I didn't have a lot to put on my resume at that time, other than that I had graduated from from uh, journalism school. So I, I had to put uh, some things on there about working in the construction industry. And so when uh, the then editor of, of uh, um, back then it was called do-it-yourself retailing, which is now, of course, hardware retailing. When he saw that on my resume, he, he, uh, he thought I was the perfect candidate because I had construction experience. I love so, yeah, that. that's, that's really what I was doing before, uh, before I joined NHPA. That's, that's so cool. I always like lo looking back and hearing other people's stories on how they kind of got introduced to it because I'm the opposite. I had zero background in, in uh, construction or anything. And I, to this day, I'm, I'm embarrassed to admit that I still ask my, my father if he's in town, Hey, can you hang this on the wall for me? So that's, that's my goal for 2021 is to learn to hang a photo on the wall. <laughs> well, I can assure you, I started as what I always call the, the lowliest editorial position on the magazine and uh but fell in love with it right away i love it so what are some of i guess your earliest memories from nhpa and um kind of tell me uh, i guess a little bit about some of the roles that you've held over the years yeah uh some of my earliest memories um were really traveling the country and calling on hardware stores uh, to write articles in in both um, uh, again do-it-yourself retailing at that point in time now hardware retailing but also uh, for our uh, the custom publications that that I was working on so I really got to see the entire country on the company's dime it was fantastic I really hadn't traveled that much up to that point um, and you know started traveling I think within two weeks of of joining the staff. I, they, it's kind of a funny story. They sent me out to a, a technology conference in Phoenix. And uh, so they gave me a list of, of retailers in the Phoenix area to visit. And, and then I attended the conference. So um, the funny story about the conference is I was getting ready to go down to the keynote address. Um, and uh, I was on the elevator, um, and of course, we all had our conference badges on. And there was another guy on the elevator. He looked at uh, my badge. He goes, oh, Scott Wright from uh, the North American Retail Hardware Association. And he goes, oh, hi, I'm Bob Tillman from Lowe's. And uh, Bob Tillman was, of course, the former CEO who led that company's growth in their big box format rollout. And I had no idea who he was. We oh both entered the, the, the big lecture hall, and he, of course, walks up to the podium and gives the keynote address. So I figured out pretty quickly <laughs> that I better better figure this industry out and, and learn who the key players were. Uh, so that that's a, a great early memory, um, you know, but mostly visiting hardware stores and really getting to learn uh, what makes them tick. And, and of course, I would be in big trouble if uh, I didn't talk about one of my earliest and best memories, uh, and that was meeting my wife, Sharon, who was yes. a graphic designer on staff who, who started uh, before I did. And so anyway, we started dating within the first year. And, and now, you know, we're been married 23 years, have three lovely children. So again, I'd be in big trouble if I didn't mention that as one of my earliest of and best memories of, of uh, joining in, a, in HPA. 
as far as my previous roles, I know you asked about uh, that. And, you know, when you've been somewhere for as long as I have, 27, almost 27 years, uh, you've, uh, I've worn a lot of hats during that time. And I talked about starting on the editorial side. And at that time, we had a, uh, a lot of contract publications that we did for companies like Distribution America and, and Ace Hardware uh, that I was responsible for uh, for producing. Um, so that was kind of my main role, probably for the first really 10 to 12 years of, of uh, my, my tenure at, in HPA. Uh, but then I moved over to the, the association side and really started working on developing some of our, our uh, training programs. Um, it really started with um, um, editing and reformatting what was then our correspondence courses, our advanced course in hardware retailing and our building material product knowledge courses and uh, kind of bringing those into the 20th century and putting that content online. And of course, that became the first iteration of our, our basic training series. Um, yeah. So really fell in love with the training side of, uh, of what we do and, um, you know, have, have since, uh, um, you know, worked in uh, the advanced education um, really division of, of NHPA and, you know, back in 2012 and 2013 um, launched what is now our retail management certification program and our retailer roundtable uh, series. And um, so that, that's really been my focus uh, for almost the last, you know, eight, nine years now. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Something I'll definitely want to kind of touch on even more later on in our conversation, sure. but I'm sure you've seen a lot of people that have gone, you know, you've seen them early in their career and you've kind of gotten to watch them blossom. So I'd love to talk about that a little more later on. Sure. Um, yeah. So who are some of the retailers or I guess industry leaders who um, have maybe inspired you over the years or that you formed good connections with and just are have been impressed by some of the things that they've done. And obviously I'm sure every, you, you want to be gracious to everyone, but there's gotta be a couple that maybe stand out to you. Yeah, there, there certainly are. And, um, uh, you know, when I think of, of all the folks who really helped us get to where we are today, um, you know, the, the folks from Obishan hardware, uh, come mm -hmm. to mind. Um, you know, I've always thought that the, uh, the best programs and services that NHPA has developed through the years have come from the recommendations of, of retailers talking about the need that they have. And, and so when I look back at, you know, the development of programs like our retail management certification program and our roundtable series, you know, those two programs specifically came from recommendations from the executives at Obishan Hardware, including Marcus Moran Jr. and Bill Obishan. Uh, they both struck up uh, great relationships with our former CEO, Bill Lee. Um, it, they were all part of uh, uh, the same roundtable group and, you know, just started talking about that need. And so that need led to uh, um, the development of these programs. And it was their leadership specifically that drove uh, the development and the launch of these programs. Uh, for Marcus, um, 
who sadly passed away last year, and we just honored him last week with uh, the inaugural Marcus Moran Jr. Best in Class Award for um, all he has done to help us uh, uh, with fulfill our mission, really, but uh, specifically launch the RMCP program. But before we uh, had our first class, he invited um, the, the folks from NRHA, me and Bill Lee, uh, as well as the instructors from the university we were working with at that time, which was uh, uh, Butler University here in Indianapolis, um, out to his headquarters for a deep dive session, a two-day session, um, where he had all of his executive team present on you know, their most pressing and important issues so we could construct con curriculum that addressed uh, uh, those topics. And that's exactly what we did. Then he... Um, he uh, promised to support the program, especially in its early stages, by sending students through the program to um, help give us that lift that we needed uh, to, to have full classes. And then um, he, he was formerly um, an instructor at a local uh, community college. And once we found out that, we invited him to be a teacher in RMCP because we love to have not only the university level instructors, but also industry experts and, and retailers, especially in specific areas. So he talked uh, and taught the students about their acquisition uh, process. So Marcus was just so instrumental in helping us uh, um, launch that program and get it developed and up and running. And then Bill Obishan, uh he was the one who, who looked at um, the value he was getting out of attending um, the roundtable that he and Bill Lee were both part of and said, I need this for our key uh, people in all the various positions. So, um, so we started by launching our marketing and merchandising roundtable in 2012, and that was quickly followed by our, our CFO roundtable. Um, and that was followed by our, our IT, IT roundtable, our, our um, uh, uh, training roundtable, um, and HR roundtable. So it, that was all directly related to, uh, to Bill Obishan and Bill Lee uh, looking at the need for what I've always considered to be the, the primary role of a, an association like NHPA, and that's to associate, to bring yeah. retailers together to learn together and from each other and discuss the important issues of the day and learn how to become better and more profitable, which has always been an HPA's mission for the last 120 years. So those are just two, I could go on and on and on, but those are two that come to mind that were just so inspiring and instrumental in, in uh, and you know, you look at the, the rest of the Obishan team now, including Josiah Gates, who teaches in, in the program now, and it's been so instrumental in, uh, in helping us continue, uh, you know, what the legacy that Marcus started. Yeah, back in uh, 2019, I did a, a hardware store road trip through the New England area, and they were one of my visits on the trip. And again, I, I got to see, Mar uh, not Marcus, um, but I saw Josiah, and I interviewed him for the podcast and got to tour the headquarters and see some of their stores. And um, just kind of some of the stuff they're doing is really exciting and they're really into technology and I loved going in the store and they have their, um, their BOPUS, their buy online pickup in store like area. And then they have different stuff where you can like in the app do things. So I just think they're, you know, really ahead of the curve and doing awesome, right. exciting things. So, um, 
Yeah, and I have always welcomed not only NHPA staff members, but you know other uh, uh, class members um, with open arms to to come and see their facility and tour their stores, and they're just so yeah. open. Um, uh, you know, with wanting to share their best practices and what has made them successful. Yeah, I think it's like, do they have like over 150 stores? They have quite a few in the New England No, area, it's just so. over 100. I believe they have. Over 100, uh, okay. Latest count was, I believe, 104 stores. They used yeah. to have over 150 stores, and they've they've pared that down, but they've True grown it. the company exponentially during that, moving from small format stores, kind of the old Main Street, you know, yeah. 4,000 square foot stores to... Um, to thriving, you know, 10,000 plus uh, square foot stores that are um, many times in, in much better locations than, than uh, where they started. Often, leading projects at your operation means initiating change. It's important to have the skills both to complete the project and to inspire your team. Join us on February 17th for NHPA's webinar, Leading Through Change, which focuses on essential concepts in project management. In this presentation, Brian Landis, president of Encrage Consulting, will help leaders understand how they can manage change in their organizations and what leadership skills they need to be successful. Register for the webinar today by visiting yournhpa.org webinars. So recently, um, and heading into 2021, I know that um, NHPA really wanted to work on a way to simplify and kind of showcase and market all the great resources that NHPA provides. Um, and so we've kind of developed what we're calling the Academy for Retail Development, yeah. and we're looking at um, different levels. So it's level 100, 200, 300, 400, and 500. Um, and I just wanted to hear your kind of thoughts on on how we've kind of come up with this process. And and I know that the the idea and the thought process behind it was to make it almost like a, you know, when you go to a university, you have your 100 level courses, your 200 level. Um, so maybe if you could share a little bit about the the thought process to changing and, and trying to promote it in a different way. And then maybe we can dig into just giving a brief overview like together about what those different um, levels are. Yeah, absolutely. This is so exciting, Renee, because uh, there's there's always been a, a certain level of confusion on on our curriculum and where uh, where people should get started and and you know what's appropriate for um, you know the various levels of, of employees working in a hardware store, home center, lumberyard, and now paint and decorating stores. So yeah. I, I think this what we've done uh, will go a long way to clearing up some of that confusion. Um, and, uh, um, yeah, we can certainly get into all the, the different levels, but, you know, this has been, uh, uh, something that we've needed for, um, the past 25 years. So I'm again, so excited yeah. that we're doing this cause I think it'll clear up that confusion. So, um, why don't we start with the, the, the 100 level, the basic employee training. Um, and this is the level that probably up until five years ago or so has been our, uh, um, really, our entire curriculum of what we've offered online, um, yeah. and, and it, of course, it includes our our basic training course in hardware retailing, our our uh, basic training course in building material retailing, our loss prevention course, our selling skills course, uh, our three pennies of profit, which we mentioned earlier. So, 
Um, really, this curriculum uh, is geared at more of that entry level employee who really needs uh, help in understanding the, the basics of customer interaction, you know, through yeah. product knowledge, through project knowledge, through selling skills, so they can be more effective when they're talking to uh, customers in the aisles of their stores. You know, I, I've always talked, we talked about, you know, how I talk to people asking what an HPA does, and they quickly talk about how great their local hardware store is. And when you think about it, that is our competitive competitive advantage against not only the big boxes, but uh, online retailers as well. And that's having a staff of knowledgeable employees who know how to help uh, their customers, um, help them with their yeah. home improvement projects. So um, I feel that this 100 level is the start of a process that will help us uh, maintain that competitive advantage against uh, those, those competitors I've mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, and for anyone listening, before we continue, yeah. um, if you have questions or, or want to even just get started and find out if you have a membership, um, I'm kind of your go-to girl with that. So please reach out to me or my colleague, Katie McCone-Jones. We're on the member services team and, and we're always here to help at least get people's foot in the door with that basic 100 level and get you started. Right. Right. I know you guys are talking to retailers. Uh, almost all day, every day about yeah. these, uh, the questions they have on this. So, and again, hopefully, um, you know, this, this uh, helps spell it out in a little more clear way. Sure. And, you know, not only with the product knowledge and project uh, selling skills, but I think with this 100 level, um, you know, as it includes our three pennies of profit and modules on merchandising and loss prevention, um, starts to help these newer employees understand their role as to how these operational issues impact the business and the overall customer experience. So I think, uh, you know, it starts with what's needed to talk to customers in the aisle and then starts getting them into the, the framework and the operational issues that, uh, that drive profitability in independent stores. Definitely. And then we have that 200 level, the advanced employee training, which is also part of the NHPA premier membership. Right, um, right. And so, okay, now that we know, uh, let's pretend like we're employees working at a hardware store. Now that we know the basics as an associate um, and as we're progressing in our career and showing advancement potential, we get into this 200 level. Um, and, and those courses uh, include subject matter of retail pricing, retail accounting, retail inventory management, advanced selling sk skills, which I know is going to be uh, come online later this year. Um, but we're learning more about those operational issues that make the business run uh, efficiently and, and profitably. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so we should also mention that, you know, the structure of, of courses at both the 100 and 200 levels uh, is e-learning modules where it's like yep. you know, reading a book or watching a video on the subject and then and then taking a test or a knowledge check. So uh, yeah. it can certainly be um, uh, done on a self-paced basis, um, if you will. And uh, and like you mentioned, that both of these 100 and 200 level courses are included in uh, what we're now calling our premier membership package, which is yeah. uh, what, $299 annually for a yep. single store. Yep. And the, the cool thing, too, that uh, we've kind of incorporated in the past in the past month or so that's now, um, I think, going to help engage people in the program is we have gamification so they can you can kind of see where you lie against your coworkers or whoever else in your store that's training and say, oh, I have the most points because I've done the most 
whatever. So we're hoping that'll be engaging and exciting and get you wanting to train. And then the other is our, um, our certified to help program so that retailers who have 80% of their staff and there's there's a bunch of other uh, things associated with it but 80% of their staff is trained and has passed the courses a certain amount of courses um, you are considered a certified to help retailer and you'll get marketing materials and things to promote your sales um, to your sales staff to your customers and show that you're you are educated you they know what they're talking about and they're they're certified to help so just another yeah, plug. absolutely. What's so exciting to me is in listening to, you know, all these new best practices of, of e-learning, you know, to, again, go way back in the way back machine to when we just took the PDFs from our correspondence course and, and put those on the Internet and called that a, an online course. Now we're incorporating those e-learning best practices into what we're doing. And it's just it's fantastic to see the evolution of it. Definitely. So 300 level, um, you know, so here is where we're getting into uh, leadership and management training. Um, and, and this 300 level is really comprised of our, uh, our foundations of leadership program. So again, as a, as a employee, we've progressed in our retail skill set and career to now where uh, we're starting to manage people and, and we need to learn how to lead them effectively. So, uh, so this is, again, our Foundations of Leadership series, which uh, currently includes our Intro to Leadership course uh, that gets into, you know, your, your strengths and your leadership style and kind of who you are as an individual uh, and how to apply that to your leadership style. And then also the leading your team course, which gets into performance management and building an effective team and leading them uh, uh, ongoing uh, leadership of that team. So uh, with these two courses, we also go beyond uh, basic e-learning modules. And this is the transition to uh, a, a university level online cohort class structure. And so yeah. we worked with the, uh, um, the instructors at Ball State University and their entrepreneurship uh, school to launch this program back in 2017 and have, have made some tweaks uh, uh, along the way to the curriculum and structure, but um, you know, basically it's, it's uh, very similar to in content to the course that we launched uh, back in 2017. We've had well over 200 uh, students go through this program and, and many of them say it, it uh, has really changed changed their life, which is fantastic yeah. uh, to see. So with this structure, uh, there are, are videos of the, the Ball State instructors um, giving lectures uh, of the, uh, the content, the subject material. And then um, there's, there's also probably uh, you know, five or six other assignments that relate to the individual learning themes of each module. Um, students also have a mentor within their business who then they talk about how to apply what they've learned to the benefit of the business and their, uh, their own personal and professional development. So, um, you know, this is a cohort. They have a mentor within their organization. They also um, work on what we call a capstone project at the end of each of these courses where they're picking, you know, maybe it's an opportunity in the business or maybe it's a problem that needs to be solved. And then they're, they're using what they've learned in the course to, to address that opportunity or that problem. And um, uh, it, like the RMCP projects we talked about earlier, we kind of took a page out of the RMCP book for this. And 
some of the projects have been amazing. Many of the projects are developing a, a, a employee training program too, which we love to see that. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so cool. you know, I, I think that uh, the, the key things to, to keep in mind here, um, this is not part of the basic um, uh, premier membership either. You know, the, there's a, a fee to put students through this. Um, uh, and we plan on launching. This is a this is a, a great growth opportunity for NHPA in 2021 and beyond, where we're going to be adding more modules uh, in, in August. Uh, in addition to the two leadership modules, we're going to be launching a financial management module, and then in the fourth quarter, uh, we're going to uh, get into some operational uh, uh, subject matter and uh, have. Um, uh, we're going to be creating a custom course where um, you can pick from a series of topics and kind of make your own uh, foundations of operations course, if you will. So we're really excited about launching those later this year. Great. Um, so in 400 level, you know, this is where we move from that online learning environment into an in-person uh, more comprehensive uh, management and leadership training uh, uh, program with our, our retail management certification program. Uh, so this is really geared toward uh, individuals who are stepping into key maybe executive roles in their organization or manager roles. Uh, we've had lots of sons and daughters go through this program who are preparing to take over the business uh, in, in the next few years. We've even had some owners go through this course. So this is, you know, the six month, three visits to Indianapolis, um, going through it with a cohort of uh, from 15 to 20 to, you know, 25 students um, in, in each class. And where we're uh, having those Ball State instructors and also industry experts and even retailers. Some, some uh, uh, like we talked about Josiah Gates, who is an alumni instructor for the program, um, who come in and teach uh, you know, the essential uh, curriculum that, that these students need to advance in their careers and, and really uh, be able to take over the, the, uh, either the ownership or the, the, um, the operational management uh, of a, a store in short order. So, um, uh, you know, the, you talked about the business improvement project and it's such a key component of this, uh, this program, RMCP, um, in that the return on investment we, we estimate conservatively now, it's hard, to, it's hard to measure this from some of the earlier classes, but the, the ROI that has been generated on you know, these 200 students' business improvement projects through the years uh, has far surpassed the, the amount of tuition and travel expense that they've paid by five times we estimate. Wow. And again, that's probably extremely conservative. When we looked at those four students who presented their projects last week, uh, in the virtual visit three, you know, several of them had ROI figures of, uh, of over a hundred thousand gross margin dollars wow. at this point in the game. So it's just amazing to see that total um, continue to increase. And uh, again, it, it far if you do it right, it can f far surpass the expenses of tuition and travel. They're uh, part of the program. Definitely. And then kind of that last level, the 500 level, uh, is the round tables. So maybe you could talk a little bit about that and, and how that's kind of developed as well. Yeah, absolutely. This is uh, another great growth opportunity for, for HPA. Uh, currently we have seven different round tables 
Um, you know, we talked earlier in the podcast about mm -hmm. um, Bill Obishan helping us launch these, and, and we feel um, there's a great opportunity to pull together, again, back to the role of an association, to associate, to pull retailers together who want to get together on a regular basis, an annual basis in person, and uh, maybe a monthly basis virtually, and, you know, discuss the issues of the day, discuss, discuss the key um, subjects that they're either struggling with or the best practices that uh, that they've uh, come up with that they want to share with the group um, so this is not a one-and-done this is uh, you know you you are part of this group and you really get to know these retailers and then we uh, we take trips to visit each other's stores on an annual basis and and um, and again the, the create agendas for these meetings that are developed um, working with the retailers. I'm just the moderator for it. Um, but, uh, you know, the retailers set the agendas for these meetings and talk about what is the most important uh, things that need to be discussed among the group. So um, uh, we're always looking uh, for, for new um, roundtables. Uh, so if anyone is interested in, in becoming one of these who's listening, uh, please reach out. And we're always looking to get groups of retailers together who make sense, uh, who are non-competing, by the way, so yeah. they can uh, really feel free to share, you know, uh, um, you know, the specifics about what makes their business tick, sometimes even financial information. Um, so, yeah, please reach out if you're interested. We'd love to, to get you part of a roundtable, uh, get you to be part of a roundtable. So um, kind of after going through all those, and, it, and it's like, I think for us, for you and I and anyone else from NHPA, this is just, we talk about it all the time. So we know all these things, we know them in and out. Um, but I'm sure for some retailers listening, they might be going, oh my gosh, that's a lot of content. That's a lot of, a lot of things to get started with. Yeah. Um, what would you say is the best way for someone to get started or, or really get their feet wet and figure out what that, what that looks like for them? And, of course, I'm going to suggest that anyone listening who hasn't gotten their team in training like that, in my opinion, is the easiest way to get started. But then how can they kind of continue and figure out what that next thing beyond maybe 100 and 200 level is right yeah. for them or their people in their operation, that type of thing? Well, you know, Renee, I totally agree that uh, if you haven't started uh, just a basic uh, employee training program. Um, we have those resources and that guidance to get you started. But, you know, I, I would suggest that you you call us and we can talk to you about your specific situation and needs. And maybe there's um, uh, some key people in your organization that you want to uh, you want to groom and hold on to. Um, and so we can we can help direct you um, maybe on a case-by-case -case basis talking about specific employees on where it's best to jump in. Um, mm -hmm. But I think that now that people can see this all laid out uh, kind of in sequential order, that it'll be easier for them to figure out their needs specifically um, uh, on, on their own. But I strongly encourage you to give us a call and we can, in a short conversation, um, help guide you to where it makes sense to jump in and and get started. Yeah. Well, now that we've kind of talked about, you know, all of the, the academy and all the great things that NHPA has to offer in, in the, in regards to education and leadership training and all of those different things, um, we touched on it earlier, but I'd love to talk a little bit about our Young Retailer of the Year Awards. Um, and 
I'd love to hear from your perspective, kind of the, the just a brief history of it and um, what it's been like being involved in, in getting to honor retailers over the years with this designation. And I believe it's actually open now so that people mm-hmm. are wanting to apply. I mean, keep your ears parked and listen to this part of our conversation because um, Scott will probably have some good nuggets of wisdom and, and advice to, <laughs> to share as well. <laughs> Well, it, it, you know, this program, Renee, is almost as, as uh, old as I am as far as my <laughs> career at HPA. We're, we're going back uh, 25 years to when we launched this program. And yeah. it, it's, it's such a great showcase of the great young people in our industry and, and who are doing just amazing things in their businesses and, and in their communities as well. You know, we, we've honored nearly 200 individuals uh, through the years. And, um, you know, these... These retailer honorees, kind of like we talked about with our our students in our retail management uh, certification program, have become some of the most engaged members of NRH in HPA that we've had. Yeah, it's going to take a while for me to to not slip up there, so you'll have to excuse me for that. But you know, many of our former young retailer honorees have have. Uh, uh, become board members of NRHA. You know, they, they're serving on roundtables. They're sending students through uh, these programs that we just talked about. So they are they are engaged and many times, um, you know, being honored as a Young Retailer of the Year um, honoree. It was their first foray. Sometimes they didn't really know much about NHPA before they were honored, and then they they uh, just jump in head first, which is is fantastic. But each year, it's you know the the um, six or eight honorees um, each year are just uh, it's so humbling to see their accomplishments at such an early stage of their careers. And you know, there's no question we've seen it play out over 25 years. These are the ones who are leading our industry forward today. So yeah. I think another great thing about this award is it, it gets the entire industry involved, including uh, you know the sponsors. Are, are, we're so grateful to our sponsors, Midwest Fastener, Fluid Master, Intertape Polymer Group, Pony Jorgensen, Aero Fastener, MyTech, and Epicor. Uh, for, you know, we couldn't do this without them um, yeah. and their support, but we also couldn't do it without uh, you know, our wholesaler and, and distributor uh, friends who each year submit uh, the the nominees for this great award, um, you know, sometimes it's their their uh, retail consultants or their their uh, district managers from their co-op or their wholesaler who um, who know what great individuals these are and who nominate them, and so yeah. uh, so another great part of that the, this award is it really brings the entire industry together. Um, yeah. in, in, uh, hopefully in one night, uh, we always have it the night before, um, the start of the national hardware show. We had to do it virtually last year because of COVID. So we're certainly looking forward to getting back to, uh, having that be a, an in-person event. Definitely. It's, uh, since I'm, we've kind of been focusing on looking at the new way for us to, um, target each of our podcasts. And now I'm wanting to focus on more of that young retailer, um, focus as much as possible. Um, I've been kind of going back and looking at some of the former nominees and there are just so many great people out there. I'm sure it's hard, um, you know, picking from all of the great talent that gets submitted every year. Um, but what would you, I guess, what advice would you give to retailers or, maybe they're considering applying or some a retailer is listening to this and goes, Oh, I know the perfect person who's 35 or younger on our staff. That would be, you know, that should be recognized for this. What, what are some suggestions or 
maybe bits of advice you have for them um, yeah. and why they should apply that type of thing? Well, first and foremost, just go for it. You, you know, you can't yeah. become an honoree if you don't become a nominee. And even if you were nominated in the past and were not selected, like you just said, it's so difficult to pick just, you know, six or eight uh, each year from all the great uh, entries. So, um, so resubmit your nomination. Uh, yeah. if you, if you weren't selected, many of our honorees were not selected the first time around. I'll just, I'll just put that out there too. And, and yeah. you know, beyond that, just make sure you're crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's in your nomination packet. And some of these nomination packets that we get are just fantastic in, in the detail on, you know, the three major uh, categories that they're judged, uh, upon or selected from. And that's, you know, the, all the, their professional accomplishments, uh, at such an early stage of their career, you know, they have to be 35 years or younger, uh, to be honored. Uh, community involvement is a huge one. Uh, you know, what are all the great things you're doing to support your local community and how you're involved in that? And then your continued educational pursuits, industry education is what we call it. And, and, you know, how are you continuing to learn about this great profession, of, uh, of being an independent retailer. And there's many ways that, uh, that our honorees have, have done that. A lot of it is uh, uh, becoming involved in, in what we talked about with NHPA programs. Uh, so there, there's lots of information on your NHPA.org on how to enter someone uh, that you think would become a, you know, one of our honorees for 2021. Uh, but, but, you know, don't, uh, don't put it off a year, you know, just, yeah. just go for it. Uh, again, you can't become an honoree if you don't first become a nominee. Yeah. You have to apply to be considered. That's right. So put it's like your, winning the lottery. You have to ring. buy a ticket or you, you, you'll never win. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, you've, you've gotten to be around so many great young retailers over the years. You've watched their careers blossom. You've seen them go from a young retailer to someone who maybe isn't so young anymore, but is doing awesome things in our industry. Um, what advice would you give to someone who is a young retailer right now? Maybe they're um, a manager at their store and they've been there a few years or they're just getting started and they're wanting to get some advice or, or suggestions from you after seeing some people do some awesome things like, what would you kind of share for them as they're in this early phase of their career in the industry? Yeah, Renee, I, I think the first thing would be that there's just unlimited opportunity in this great industry that might not exist in, you know, the corporate professional world. We have so many of our young retailer of the year honorees uh, who we learn went off to pursue a, a career in corporate America or corporate Canada and uh, return to the business because uh, they, they, they knew that there was more opportunity uh, as an independent retailer. You know, you, mm -hmm. as an independent retailer, you're an entrepreneur and how far you can go is only limited by how innovative and creative you are. You know, yeah. I, someone who comes to mind, Matt Woods, he's on our board of directors now. He, yeah. he was, a, a, I think, honored within the last five or six or seven years as a young retailer honoree. And he now participates in one of our roundtable programs, um, you know, highly engaged, uh, you know, that that um, what I was talking about earlier. Some of these people are some of the most engaged members that we have now. But, you know, Matt, when he was honored as a young retailer, uh, he was operating a single store in Cincinnati that was less than 5000 square feet. And within short order, within a couple years, he he was operating a five store operation throughout the Cincinnati market and and. So I think he's 
he's a perfect ex- example of, uh, and Matt's a very smart and innovative guy too. Uh, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of hard work and innovation and a lot of smarts to make this happen. But if, if, if that's what you have, uh, then there's no limit to what you can do. And, you know, when you look at the demographics of our industry, um, you know, the, the average age of an owner is approaching retirement age. And so there's, yeah. there's lots of opportunities for acquiring stores for younger retailers who maybe, you know, can get creative in how they're working uh, with, uh, you know, the current owner maybe who wants to sell or, or um, you know, the financing issue is always the toughest part, but um, you can get creative in doing that as well. So there's going to be lots of stores out there that are, uh, um, that there's opportunity to, to go from a single store to being a multi-store operator. Um, yeah. And all it takes is uh, uh, a little bit of cash, but a lot of innovation and hard work. So that's what I would want to tell this young group is that uh, stick with it because this is a, a great career, a fantastic opportunity financially for you and your family. Awesome. Well, again, Scott, thank you so much for coming on. I, um, You just have a wealth of knowledge and and it almost felt like we were at like a trade show. Like I kind of had a feeling of like being at a trade show, listening to you get to speak to people. I, I look forward to the day when we're back at, you know, all the different trade shows and visiting with retailers in person and going to their stores. And I'm sure you feel the same way. Absolutely. Can't wait to get back to in-person everything, whether it's classes or trade shows or meetings or conferences. Uh, can't wait to get on a plane and, and uh, you know, see some of the great retailers out there at the various industry events. Me too. Well, thank you so much. And everyone who's listening, uh, tune in next time. And and we appreciate you coming on and listening. Have a good day. Thanks, Renee.